Omar Sashadine, a lead anchor for, new, for CTV, joins us now to talk about a documentary I watched yesterday, and you'll have a chance to watch very soon. It's nice to have you. Good morning. Good morning, John. This is a chapter that many people may not be uh, entirely aware of. It's Canadian history, but more importantly, it's African history. And it's about Uganda and Idi Amin, one of the great all-time crackpot dictators, deciding that he was going to kick an entire portion of the population out. Set the table for us. That's right. You know, it is a history that a lot of Canadians don't know. And even though it was, uh, you know, a part of my history, it's not something that I ever learned in school. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to tell the story and go back to my mom's village where she was born, where she grew up. Uh, she hadn't been back, John, in 50 years and back in 1972. The Asians who were there, the Indians who were there, had 90 days to leave. Idi Amin had issued that decree on August 4th. So basically, she was 19 years old at the time, uh, had you know not a lot of time to pack up her things and, and leave the country where she was born, where her parents were born. Uh, and it was an immensely traumatizing time. And I always knew that this would be an emotional trip for her. I don't think I understood the depth of that emotion until I got there. Because even before we took off for her birth village of Nabusanke, which is just a couple of minutes uh, from the line of the equator, she she collapsed in tears in the car. And, and even when we got there, she did. Because I think sometimes, you know, when we're dealing with things that are painful in life, we uh, we bury them. We don't we don't always uh, keep them top of mind for obvious reasons. It's a it's a coping mechanism, and and we prefer to remember things uh, in in glowing ways. I grew up in Vancouver. The climate was quite temperate there, and my parents would always talk about you know the fruit trees and the fruits and the the lifestyle in Uganda, but never the granular details of the expulsion. But when she was there on the dirt road in her village, I think all of that came back to her, um, and she was forced to. The fact that the, the memory that she had of her village that she had preserved in her mind's eye was completely washed away. None of what she thought had existed was actually there anymore. So it was almost like a psychological dislocation and and fairly difficult for her. But I, but I think she was immensely grateful to have been able to make the journey and reconcile that part of her past. There are a lot of very moving moments in the documentary. This portion actually comes from just after you folks had landed, actually. What are your first impressions? Well, Omar, nothing looks familiar. <laughs> Everything has changed. I mean, I, you know, I just don't recognize anything up here. The thought I had, Omar, while watching the documentary was, you know, your mother was born in Uganda. As a matter of fact, I think your grandparents were born in Uganda. Uh, but you are born and raised in Canada. But did you, when you arrived there, feel any sort of, you know, connection? That's a really interesting question. You know, that that's something that I go back and forth with. I mean, I, I it, it is a part of who I am, and it was part of our household growing up because there are Ugandan staples. Um, Matoke is one of them. It's it's plantain that we grew up, but we grew up with Ugandan music along with Indian music and Michael Jackson and you know the, this beautiful melange of, uh, of cultures in, in our house. Uh, did, did I feel a deep connection? I would say not a deep con uh, connection because ancestrally we're still Indian, but. But it is still a very big part of who I am. Um, we've always straddled in our family, I think, multiple worlds. You know, the the so-called uh, Indian world, the, the East African world, and uh, the, the Canadian world. And I think we're... Um, it's it's a it's a unique experience and one uh, we've always enjoyed sharing with Canadians. And, you know, 
it is in some ways a very personal story, as, as you brought up, but I think it's not a unique story at all. I mean, this is a country of immigrants. And I think the, 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 the fact that, you know, Canadians were so welcoming to my parents when they first got here and they continue to be, and the fact that we, you know, bring people from around the world of all races, religions, cultures, faiths, we're, we're richer for that. Those perspectives make us stronger. And I think and I hope that when people watch that they will be able to connect to it on that level because if we're not immigrants we're the children of immigrants or we know somebody who is an immigrant i think one of the most powerful things that my mom said on during this trip is that she said you know 50 years ago i was kicked out of this country but now i'm going back and i'm leaving on my own terms and to me that was so significant because she was able to to take control of of the narrative for herself as i said she was able to reconcile a part of her past and and she was able to close up in some ways um a part of this life that was was quite traumatic for her but it also showed me as i was standing on that dirt road that i stand on the shoulders of of ancestors who began the journey in the late 1800s in india you know traversed the indian ocean got to east africa uh then, you know, some went to Europe, some went to North America. So in a span of a few generations, I mean, we've, we've crossed four continents. And I think that has shown me that, you know, it's, it's a people who have shown tremendous resilience, who've been able to, to adapt, to survive. And it also puts a, a, a pressure and a burden, and I mean that in the best sense of the word, word, to be able to continue the path to progress, because I know how much those before me have overcome. It, it places somewhat of a pressure to make sure that progress is continued. Thanks a lot for this. I appreciate it, John. Thanks for your time.